I think a lot of times when we find out we're pregnant, we start dreaming about the nursery or we'll start thinking about all the baby stuff or we start to plan for the baby, but we don't really plan for the mum. And actually putting in the thought when you when you're pregnant of like okay so this is what i want how am i going to get there often we have you know six seven eight months um by the time we find out to be to make that happen and once you have a goal of how much time you want then you come up with a plan to make it happen welcome to the secrets of Supermom show where we explore how successful busy moms battle overwhelm beat burnout and stay happy in the process i'm your host Lori oberbreckling wife mom of four corporate executive, photographer, and author of the book Secrets of Supermom, how extraordinary moms succeed at work and home, and how you can too. Hey, hey, friend, welcome to episode number 89 of the Secrets of Supermom show. Did you know that we can be text message friends? You can text Supermom to 623-257-MOMS. That's 623-257-MOMS or 6667 to receive weekly motivation, productivity hacks, and be the first to know about all the exciting things we have coming for the rest of this year. Again, text SUPERMOM to 623-257-MOMS and join us. Are you pregnant or thinking of become pregnant, becoming pregnant or pregnant again in the future? Or maybe you simply want to take a nice long sabbatical from either your business or your career and you have no idea where to start. This episode is totally for you. Kylie Kelly is a maternity leave coach and host at the podcast, The Pregnant CEO. She helps pregnant women plan and fund their own maternity leave, empowering them to take leave with their new baby without sacrificing their business or their career. She does this through one-on-one coaching, intimate online communities, and epic virtual events. I met Kylie in a mastermind that we are both in, and I just adore her. So I am thrilled to introduce you to Kylie. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have Kylie with me today. Kylie, welcome. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. I love every chance to get to talk to you. So this is going to be super fun. Um, Tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family just to start. Yeah, of course. So as you mentioned, my name is Kylie. I live in Australia, which you can probably tell from my accent. It's a bit of a giveaway. Um, I'm actually a maternity leave coach. So I help self-employed women plan and fund their own maternity leave, um, mainly so they can take time away from their business um, to be with their new baby and not have to sacrifice their business for when they return. Um, I also have come across a fair amount of career women in there as well, because let's face it, especially in the US, maternity leave support is rubbish. Um, so I do also help women that um, have jobs as well, but that's like my business life. Um, personally, I have two crazy little boys. I have Spencer, who's almost five, and Samuel, who's almost two, both December babies. So December is a very fun month for us with birthdays and Christmas all in one, but I wouldn't have it any other way. So, so fun. And I'm excited to talk about this today because I... So I had four maternity leaves. I have four children, mm-hmm. right? Um, I worked at the same company for all four of them and they were all wildly different. So oh, wow. I am super interested to talk about this today because it's just fascinating to me, right? And then of course I live in the US. So tell me why why did this become a passion for you? Why did maternity leave? Like, cause it's, it's a, like an interesting yeah. niche, right? Why did this become such a passion for you? Pretty much through my own experience, Laurie. So um, if we rewind the clock, so I was a wedding photographer for a decade. So I built up my own wedding photography studio, love what I did, thought I'd do it until 
you know, I was too old to pick up a camera kind of thing. Um, <laughs> absolutely loved it. Um, in that time, though, I have my firstborn Spencer. So um, I thought that I didn't need to take a break. I'm a very high achieving, high performing woman. I like to, you know, big dreams, big visions, all the rest of it. I like to work. Um, I thought I could just pop out a baby and get right back to it. So that's kind of <laughs> what I plan to do. <laughs> I learned very quickly that that was not the case. Um, and so I had a really tough postpartum period with him. He wasn't a very good sleeper. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and then there's like the physically, physical healing, the emotional changes, the transition from no children to the first, I feel like is huge. So I suffered a lot. Like I had, um, really bad anxiety. I had touches of depression and then I had the pressure of business. I had the pressure of getting back to work, um, still making money, shooting weddings, the responsibility of not missing moments in a couple's day and still delivering the images. So all of that, plus, you know, relationship changes with me and my husband, um, Oh, sleep deprivation, like the whole thing was just like a storm, right? In a cup, like just all this stuff going on. And, um, it was really tough six months. I did not like curtains off. Like I, I hated that first six months. I didn't feel like I bonded very well with Spencer as a baby. Like we have a great relationship now. Like it hasn't impacted anything, but that time in my life was really tough and it was just not what I had pictured or envisaged at all. Um, and then come to fall pregnant with my second, I was determined not to have the same experience. And so obviously the pandemic also helped with that. So Sam was born in December of 2020 and my wedding photography business pretty much got shut down because of the pandemic and weddings stopped for years. So I closed it down, which feels good now. It was kind yeah. of in due course as well. Um, but it gave me this space. It gave me this slice of time to go okay this is probably going to be my last child we only want the two i'm happy with the two boys what do i want this to feel like what do i want to experience how do i want this to unfold and so i got to be really intentional about that postpartum and that experience and it was beautiful i got to take my time and you know lie in bed and cuddle and nurse and and not feel any pressure and as a woman that is a high achieving woman. It's hard for me to slow down. It's hard for me to rest. It's hard for me to stop. I know you can relate to that. And so can many of your listeners. Like, so having to be really intentional meant that now I have so many beautiful memories with Sam. I feel like we were much, um, we had a deeper connection as, as him as an infant. Um, and I just got to experience that. And I'm so grateful for that. And then, so out of all of that story, I then was like, oh my gosh, I want every woman to have the opportunity to have this experience, not the first one. Let's leave that, leave that alone. Let's focus on how can I help women actually have this experience and, and experience this, because this is what we deserve as women. We don't have to choose between our careers or our businesses and becoming parents. We don't have to sacrifice one over the other. We get to have both and we get to make choices so that we can carve out the space to actually enjoy this time before, you know, life moves on and we get back to work or we get back to being a mom and a business owner. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of how it all came about. I love it. I, um, and yes, I completely relate to what you're saying. You know, my, my very first leave was very short, um, despite working for a company that had certain benefits. Right. Um, my first leave was very short cause I 
didn't think I could afford it. And I also didn't think that I would really need it. Right. But even high, high achieving moms, even those of us that, you know, love to have big dreams and love to climb the career ladder and do all of the things that we want to do. I certainly loved the heck out of sitting and staring at my baby's face for hours at a time and doing literally (laughs) nothing else. Right. Like I loved every minute of that. And I, I, wished I had longer, right? When I, as soon as I realized my, my leave was going to be so short, I went, oh my goodness, what did I do? Why did I make this so short? Right. And so progressively each leave got a little bit longer for me, but I, I didn't realize that some of that slowdown would be just what I needed. And, and I think that maybe some of our high achieving moms don't realize that that slowdown is just what they needed. Right. And that slowdown, that connection is what they needed in order to to really feel like they could do it all well and really feel like they could make connection with baby and all of those things. Because I think you're not alone when you think, Oh, I, for the, for your first, for Spencer that you thought, Oh, I, I don't need leave. I don't think you're alone. I think there's a lot of women that think, Oh, I don't need to take time off. It's fine. I'll just go back to work. Right. I'll just, yeah, mm-hmm. pop out a baby. And, and here I go. Do you hear that from women? Do you hear women who are, who think they can just power through and don't need any time off? And here we go. Very much so. A lot yeah. of um, a lot of women obviously learn from that experience. So they'll come and I'll speak to them the second time around. They're like, how do I make this happen? Because I don't want that. And then on the flip side, a lot of women that are like, um, yeah, I only need two weeks or I'm like, okay, well, let, yeah, let's hope that that's the case, but let's plan for longer, right? So let's, I always try to encourage women to like plan for the worst, but let's hope for the best, right? So yeah. at least if that happens, you've got the space to go, I said two weeks, but let's take four or you've got the space to be able to make that happen. Because as you know, like every baby's different, every pregnancy is different. Even when we're adding children, like for the second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever time, like it's every experience is different and there's so many uncertainties there. So if we can plan to have more time, you can always go back earlier. You can always pick things up earlier, but you're doing it then from an energy of like, I want to do this, not I have to do this, which makes a huge amount of difference. Yes. The stress of going back is not there. If you have all the time, if you've built in a buffer, right? Yes. That you mm-hmm. don't have that stress of going back at, at two weeks. Yeah. Like, uh, because, because what if you aren't ready? And then if you are great. Yeah. And you, like you said, if you gave yourself if you thought it might be two, but you gave yourself four and it was two or three or right. And then you were excited to go back and you felt really good and you felt really strong and your body felt ready. Then you have that time, but you're right. Every pregnancy is different. And sometimes your body's not ready to go back. You know, even if your mind's ready, right? Like we all have different things that we have to experience. So what, what mistakes do you think women are making that are, that's really preventing them from having a leave that they want to have? And, and I guess I'm asking probably more from an entrepreneur perspective, but even if there are things that you think that corporate moms are making that, you know, is preventing them from having a good leave. Yeah, I think the biggest piece is the planning piece is putting the pre-thought into actually what you want. Like, stop looking around. Don't compare yourself to your best friend or think that you need to take a certain amount because that's what that Instagram reel said or whatever. Like, actually unplug and think about what you want and what you want for your family and come to it from a place of you know being really specific with that and then once you have that amount of time in your mind then you can come up with a plan for it so I think a lot of times when we find out we're pregnant we start dreaming about the nursery or we'll start thinking about all the baby stuff or we start to plan for the baby but we don't really plan for the mum and actually putting in the thought 
when you when you're pregnant of like okay so this is what i want how am i going to get there often we have you know six seven eight months um, by the time we find out to be to make that happen and once you have a goal of how much time you want then you come up with a plan to make it happen um, i always suggest and i guess it applies as well to to the career ladies as well but like fight from a financial perspective look at how much a month that you need to bring in um, figure out how if you're not getting paid maternity leave figure out how you might be able to make that up in other ways like i'm i'm a massive fan of like the side hustle right so like even things like selling things on amazon or like getting really scrappy with your side hustle but how can you come up with that extra buffer that extra cash um, to be able to fund those months um, I say months because it'd be lovely right let's say three months how are you going to fund that to be able to take that away from your job or from from your business um, again it's a little bit easier well, not easier but different if you're an entrepreneur because you can um, come up with things that you can schedule out so you can have sales while you're gone you can have things go out that are automated um, and still be getting money in um, thinking in advance for that time so I think to answer your question, like I think the biggest mistake is just not putting enough pre-planning thought into that and focusing too much on the baby and not as much on what you want as the mom and what you want that experience to be. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I say hope is not a strategy, right? And like when I talk about being productive and, and planning your life, but this is so a case of that. Hope is not a strategy. You hoping that you might get to take three months off is not a strategy for actually taking three months off. And I love that you said this applies to all women, right? Because if, if you have, let's say your job is secure, but you don't get paid anything, right? Like maybe you get to take three months off at your job. It, they permit it, but you don't actually, you're not going to actually bring, be bringing in income. Well, you're right. We do have other options, right? We could sell stuff. We could do the side hustle. We could do some things before baby comes. And we have that time to focus on that and make that plan so that we could get scrappy if this is what we really want. If what we really want is this time, there are so many different ways to make it happen, but without actually planning it and executing, you can't get there, right? Oh, exactly. And I think so often when we're thinking about this, we don't get creative about what we can actually do. And so, so many times I like to encourage my clients and, and friends and everyone, like just step outside of the box. Like think about what do you enjoy doing? Can you teach a little workshop or a masterclass? Can you put together something? Can you sell something on Facebook marketplace? Can you like... Just, just think creatively about different ways to earn money because it doesn't have to be in the same way that you've always done it. It doesn't have to be so black and white. And I think when we can open that up, when we know how much we need to save to cover that gap, um, it makes it a lot easier to actually go, oh yeah, that is doable. I just need to do that every month until the baby comes and I'll have enough buffer, I'll have enough savings to cover that time. Um, maybe it comes, I've always had to like, um, beef my husband and I are 50 50 right so I've always had to like be like 50 percent of, of what I bring into the family comes from me so I've always had to just like make it work and and do what I have to do so I think maybe that comes from there but um yeah I think that kind of applies to anyone anyone out there that's listening there's so many ways to make money it doesn't have to be what you've always done or, or so black and white yeah because so often we think well how could I do that right how could I walk away you know how could I of course I can't take three months off. I can't have three months without a job. Oh, but, but could you do this? Could you do that? Could you do this? And I think that that is, that is just having, like you said, to get creative. So I do have another question. Um, money is of course one part of it, right? Um, mm -hmm. in, and, and some of us who have like big corporate jobs, right? We, we have a secure job and we might be able to plan for, we may have big teams and we may be able to plan for people to take over our things. When we're an entrepreneur or solopreneur, or maybe like have a tiny little team, 
do you have good tips for those women that really do want to step away, but maybe their team is very small or maybe it's just Mm -hmm. them? Um, Like what kinds of ideas do you have for that? Yes, I love this question. Okay, so the first thing I want you to do is do a massive brain dump. So get down every single thing that makes your business work, that your business needs to survive. Brain dump it on a piece of paper. It's going to be really overwhelming. It's going to look really scary because it'll be a big list. But once you've got that list, then you're going to sort it into three columns. So you're going to have things that you can automate. You're going to have things that you can do in advance and you're going to have things that you can outsource. So if you are a solopreneur, hello, I'm a solopreneur as well. Like I totally understand how stressful this can be from the, from the outset. But once you have those things down, then you know, okay, so maybe I just need a VA to do these things, or maybe it's not even outsourcing business stuff. Maybe it's hiring a cleaner or ordering meal prep, like thinking about things that you could outsource personal and business things that you can then automate as well. So things that you can schedule out, you can um, do like a funnel in your emails or things that you can automate out in, in, you know, in advance and then things that you can batch. So if you're putting out a podcast every week and you don't want that to stop, can you, you know, do three or four for the next month up until you leave so that you've got all of that done in advance. So just getting really strategic with what you need to do, splitting it into those three columns and then working through them one by one. And if you're pregnant, I want to make sure I say, listen to your body. So it's so important that we don't just go full guns blazing at this list because I don't want you to get to the end of nine months and be so exhausted and then you're going to give birth and then you're going to have a baby. <laughs> but we do not want that, right? That, that does not sound like much fun. So I want you to listen to your body. So normally the first trimester, you're going to be exhausted. Typically, you don't feel like doing much. You might want to nap a lot. Listen to your body. You can still get some things done. Think about things that you could do on your phone while you're sitting on the couch watching Netflix, right? You might be able to tick a few of those smaller items off the list still during that time, but make sure you're gentle with yourself. Make sure you listen to what you need during that time because you're growing a human. Like it's <laughs> it's not a small undertaking. Um, second trimester, generally we get a bit of an energy spike. We start to feel like rock stars. We start to get back back into the groove of things. And that's when you're going to do the things that take more brain power, your copywriting, your sales, your automating, your batching, like things that you really need um, the energy for, right? Normally that's second trimester. And then third trimester, you're going to be feeling a bit nesty. You know, you're trying to wrap things up. So that's when you're going to be setting things off if you're outsourcing. That's when you're going to be tying a ribbon on things and getting ready to step away. So I think it's really important that we think about the to-do list, come up with the plan, put them into the columns, get, you know, get clear in our mind with what we need to do, but then also think about what feels good. Think about how you're feeling. Think about what your body needs and know that no matter whether you get through this list or not, you're going to be in a much better place than if you didn't do any of this at all. So I want people to keep that in mind as well. Cause I think Often when we have these massive expectations on ourselves, if we don't complete them all exactly how we want, it can feel really disappointing or we can be really tough on ourselves, especially as high achieving women, as I know, listen to your podcast. So I think it's really important to remember that when that baby comes, because you've been working on this, whether it's 100% done or 80% done, you're still going to be in a much better position than when you would have been had you not done it at all. Oh, I think that's such a good point. Like we so let's say you got 80% of it done, right? And you wanted to take three months off. Well, maybe now that becomes two months, but you still have it. Or maybe that becomes 
three months of working a tiny bit a day, but not even close to full time where you're totally exhausted. So you're kind of taken this like really, really part-time role instead of working, like you said, guns blazing. And I think that that is, that's so smart, right? Because we, it doesn't have to be all or nothing always, but by doing this pre-planning, we're putting ourselves in a better position to get most of what we want, even if it's not all or nothing. Yeah, exactly. And I, I like to always um, remind people as well to think about it in line with their personality. So some women are adamant. They don't want to step away completely. And that's okay. I often call that like a little baby sabbatical, right? So you're like you're stepping away, but you might still be on social or you might still be checking your emails or, or there might be parts of your business that you can't let go of. And that's okay because you, you also need to do what feels good as well. I, I would never want to push someone into completely stepping away and then they have a little anxiety breakdown because they're not in the business as much as they want to be. So it's really important and, and so um, different for every single woman. Um, but yeah, just, just really think about what you want. And like you said, you don't have to step away completely. It doesn't have to turn out exactly the way um, that you planned it to be, but you're still going to be in a much better position doing this work first. Yes. You're giving yourself the options, right? Yes. You're creating exactly. the options for yourself. So then you get to choose. And if you want to go half at it, if you want to go a quarter at it, if you want to go zero at it, right now you have the option, you have created a, the space to be able to decide what you feel like doing and to decide what really fits for you. So you can have that dream maternity leave that you're talking about, right? Instead of the stressful, high anxiety, high uh, stress maternity leave, because nobody wants that. None of us want to be uh, you know, stressed out and like exhausted when we're already stressed out and exhausted because we've just you know, grown. And now we're becoming, you know, a mom. Exactly. And I mean, oh, how much better does it feel to have the choice? I think that's what we all want in life for everything, right? Not to feel forced into something or pressured into something or, or forced to go back to work when we're not ready or forced to get back into the business if we're not ready. To have the option to be able to say, you know what, today I'm good. I'm just going to sit here with my baby or today I actually want to get in and do a blog post. I'm feeling really creative, like the choice. I think that's what, what we're all after. Um, and by doing this work first allows you to have that, whatever it looks like for you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it. I love it so much. Kylie, we have some questions that we love to ask all of our guests and I would of love course. to ask you first, when do you feel most like a super mom? Oh gosh. I think I love a good to-do list. So when I'm ticking stuff off and I'm getting stuff done, my goodness, I feel like I'm unstoppable. Um, that comes with the caveat of like, I only ever put three things on my to-do list. So it's very short. So it is achievable. Um, and normally I need a full night's sleep the night before to feel like that. And I don't often get that, but when I do mm. watch out, <laughs> then watch out. She's coming at you. <laughs> Super mom, here she comes. That's what it. is, if you had to take, if you said, you know, we said, what's one small step, right? What's the, what's one thing that if a mom is looking to take maternity leave or even research it, right? Planning on getting pregnant, wants to be thinking about this. What's one small step that she could take today? I think stop and think about what you really want. Um, come up, like we said at the very beginning, come up with what that dream maternity leave, get really specific about that, what that looks like for you. And then you can start to think about what comes next, but it's very like anything in life, right? We have to come up with this very clear goal, this very clear vision of what we, what we want and where we're going. Um, so we can go after it. Yeah. Perfect. Kylie, where can we find you? Where do we find you online? 
Yeah, so I hang out mostly on Instagram, so Kylie Kelly on Instagram. But if you are pregnant and you want support and advice, head over to thepregnantceo.com and there is a stack of free resources as well as options for like one-on-one support and things over there as well. Awesome. And we'll put all that in the show notes so people can check it out. This is so good. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for having me, Laurie. This is fun. Thanks for listening to the Secrets of Supermom show. It doesn't have to end here. Head over to secretsofsupermom.com and take the quiz to find out your personalized supermom superpower. Or if you want to hang out in the next best thing to real life, join me at Secrets of Supermom on Facebook or Instagram. Big hug, y'all.